I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And I'm Molly. And I am intern Amy. <laughs> and this is Live, Laugh, Murder Halloween edition. <laughs> Today we are honored to have two very special guests that we are obsessed with. Ooh. The lovely <laughs> Okay, the sillies have entered. The lovely ladies we mention in almost every episode. Yes. Joanna, who are they? Uh Molly and Intern Amy. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thanks for having us. Yeah, I am so, so glad you guys agreed. So this is our 20th episode. <gasps> oh my goodness, we you look so, so official. <laughs> I know. And it's Halloween, Ugh. so we had to do something special. Yes. So today is what we we are calling campfire stories. Mm-hmm. Joanna, mm-hmm. tell us what that means. Uh, she just puts me on the spot like, every <laughs> time. So much. Every time. <laughs> um, well, we have stories that we're going to share that you would tell around a campfire. Spooky or not spooky? Thank we'll you. find out. Yeah. So I asked Amy and Molly. We asked, sorry. Amy and Molly to come prepared to share a story or two of their choosing. Mm-hmm. It can be fact, it can be fiction, nonetheless, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> so we each came prepared. Disclaimer, if this is your first episode that you're tuning into, <laughs> this is not a typical live, laugh, murder show. Joanna, tell us what we do here normally. <sighs> I know, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> All right, fine. Making you turn. Interning. Tell us what we do here. I'm going to put this off to our intern. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You got to sleep with one of us to make your way to the top. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about it. Doing what's best for me and my family. All right, Amy, tell us what we do. So Carmen will tell a story. Story. It could be true crime or a movie plot. Mm-hmm. And Joanna has to guess which one it is. And most of the time, Joanna's wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and why does this work? Molly, tell us why this works with this dynamic. Because Joanna and I have this in common. Joanna doesn't, we don't like scary things. So mm-hmm. we haven't seen the scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the movie plots are completely new to us because yes. we don't like them. <laughs> exactly. And then Amy and I kind of are the like, have you seen this new movie? Is it is it scary? Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> not even just scary. Which I was going to say, and I was going to bring up, because I know you watched it, but I've been watching the Dahmer uh-huh. on you Netflix. Oh my gosh. It's so uncomfortable. I have a thought. What? Do you think Ted Bundy and all of them look at him as like, you are completely out of your mind? Well, Dahmer oh. was after Bun- Bundy. I, well, it was and Bundy, Bundy was dead? executed. Yeah. <sighs> Do you but, think then? <laughs> I think that they, they judged each other. No, in he there were other Ed Gein lampshades of skin. Let's just say that <gasps> mm-hmm. was around the same time as Dahmer, and other people were around the same time as Dahmer. And I will say, I think they judged each other. Like, <gasps> ew, that's sicko. Yes, and that's he <laughs> ate people, but he used skin. But he had a he, belt of nipples. Oh, what? He, oh, my God. I don't like any of this. The episode I watched last night, and if you haven't watched it, I apologize, but he took a head. Oh, no. He, like, like wrapped it in saran wrap and kissed it goodnight. And I'm yeah. like, okay, the killing thing, like, it's it's bad. But this is so much worse. But our but Ed Kemper, which was in the set yeah. prior to Dahmer. He would wear did, this, like. He fucked some heads. <gasps> I'm sorry. You did an episode about him. I did. I listened See, to okay. it. I got powered through. I that powered through and listened to it. Joanna had to like <laughs> skip 30 seconds every like 30 seconds. <laughs> but see this is so Amy, I love you. 
This is why you're our intern, but this is why you are not a co-host because I could never pull one over on no. you. No, she no. would know it all. But the second you would say one word, I got it. No, yep. I've been stumped Real. a couple times. A couple of times? Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, listeners, hello. Make sure if this is your first episode, go back and check out another one because this is not our usual content, but it's fun. Yes. So mm-hmm. we are a true crime sometimes podcast. Yes. That's the gist. So we came with stories prepared, and we're just going to kind of round robin this bitch. Just kind of go. How do we decide who goes first? Rock, paper, scissors? Draw straws? Do we have straws? Guess a number. Guess a number? <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> who, f- who finishes their champagne last? <laughs> first, Molly. Uh, you should. I do have a Carmen finished first. She wins. <laughs> I said last. I looked at mine and yours and I was like, who finishes last? Oh, I'm not finishing last. Oh, God. Oh, I, I will finish last. Yes, no. I will. For real, though, who wants to go first? Anybody want to go first? I think you should go first. You're the host. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Since I finished my champagne first, <laughs> I have to go first, and that's fine. So I'm only going to tell one story today because it's kind of long. Okay. So I hope that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk witches. Oh. High five. Yes. My story is a little longer. I just want to share one. It's a historical tale, which we all in this group like. Mm -hmm. One you've heard about, one you've seen in movies, one you've seen in TV, the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, yes. I've been to Salem. What? Yes. What do you know about that? Oh, it's a beautiful, quaint little town. There's a lot of neat little restaurants and stuff to walk by. Really? Yes. One of my college roommates lived there, so I went up to visit her. Boston's one of my favorite cities, and Salem's just such a neat little place. That's amazing. Yes. I absolutely did nothing to do with the witches. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No. As I was asking. Any of you? No. no. I have not, no. no. Amy's a Florida girl, mm-hmm. born and raised. I've been here since I was a kid, so mm-hmm. I, I did live in Pennsylvania, but we never went to Salem. Joanna? Michigan. Michigan. I've been to Pennsylvania. There are witches in Michigan. I have a story from Michigan. <laughs> oh, Michigan. <laughs> from Michigan. Molly and I are both from Pennsylvania, actually, but we didn't know each other then. No. But that's okay. But that's cool that you went there. Yeah, it's a um, place to be. Okay. Salem Witch Trials. Amy, what do you kind of think about when you hear about that? I think... There is some truth to it, I think, mm-hmm. but I also think people back then were, ooh, I can curse, so I think they were fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can Should say we keep a cuss like. count for everybody? No, just because it's going to just be cuss count. Count. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is fine because I don't do it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only if you're real. Only if you're really worked up, or if you're quoting someone, you will. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I don't think I did. You did. There's <gasps> an episode. I, I, oh, I, I find your it. cuss count is one. <laughs> <laughs> over twenty episodes. <laughs> over, yeah, over twenty episodes. You got to be worked up. That you know what? I love you. We love each other. Whatever. <laughs> so you think some true, some false? What you've heard, mm-hmm. Joanna? What do you know about? I think women were looked at differently if they were not if they didn't fit into that perfect yes. little box. That's, Ooh, yeah. If you did not yes. fit in that box, you were the witch. Yeah. That's but I don't think they actually burned anybody. Really? Like, Molly? I think they actually didn't. You don't Isn't there, you this comes are up in things. Molly, you're correct. <gasps> the burning at the stake is yeah, not a fact. It's a I legend. Didn't know that. It, yeah. is, it did, it actually happened somewhere in the world at some time, but mm-hmm. not during the Salem Witch Trials. Interesting. I yeah. never knew that. Well, you know what? Let's keep, let's just go. But in movies, they do it, though. Right? They do it in the yes. movies, right? All right, so here's what actually happened I'm going to tell it to you like a historical tale. In 1689, where were you? <laughs> Same place I always am. <laughs> Same place I always am. A war called the King's King William's War sent refugees sprawling to other towns to live. One place being Salem Village, which I saw is now Danvers, Massachusetts. Oh, so the ex- the specific location. The new people in the small village, because they were refugees moving into these different villages, created a strain on the resources, mm. which the original townspeople did not 
appreciate. So they didn't like that so out-of-towners coming in. They didn't. <clears throat> so many refugees coming to their town to live, it caused a lot of stress. And if you watch The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm. <laughs> in Canada with the Americans, they're, they're a little stressed too. So same thing, same thing. So much quarreling occurred that the Puritans of Salem Village obviously believed this was the work of the devil. Oh, Puritans. The refugee, the war, the refugees are... All the devil. Our uh, uh-huh. resources are becoming scarce. It must be the devil. <laughs> so later, the rigid and disliked reverend Samuel Paris had a daughter and niece, and they started acting strange. Nine-year-old nine Elizabeth, his daughter, and 11-year-old Abigail, his niece, began out of nowhere to throw fits. These fits included screaming throwing things, making strange sounds, and contorting themselves in peculiar positions. Okay, wait. So, like, we have preteen daughters. Yes. So this is, do. like, a different level than that? <laughs> or this is, like, a like yeah. hissy fit? It is, a, it is, I would say, a different level. Okay. 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 They was not really? It wasn't. We're all moms. I know. So. Preteen. Joanna's baby is a toddler. The three of us, though. Yeah. Our girls are... Mm-hmm. They're in the... You, if you know, you know. So... Upon seeing the doctor, the town doctor, it was determined that something supernatural was going on. <gasps> of course. It wasn't just... I bet he was a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then later, another girl, Ann Putnam, at 11 years old, also started having similar episodes. Ooh. What is going on with these girls? On the date of February 29th, the girls had someone to Wait, blame. Leap day! Yeah. Ooh, I didn't pick dun, up on dun, that. I bet I that's part of the witches, devil. too. <laughs> that is. Listen, this is in the 1600s. <clears throat> the girls came up with someone to blame for their actions. <gasps> mm-hmm. And that was three towns women. Their names were Tituba, Sarah Good, a homeless woman known as a beggar, mm-hmm. and another Sarah, Sarah Osborne, Osborne, described as an elderly, impoverished woman. So the girls blamed them. Mm-hmm. This led to... A good old-fashioned witch hunt. <gasps> the three were brought to the local magistrates and were interrogated for days. Oh, While Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne claimed their innocence, Tatuba stated, "The devil came to me <laughs> and bid me to serve him." You know oh, what? No. If I was being interrogated <laughs> by three little asshole kids for their weird behavior, I would, and I knew I was going to die because she probably you might as knew. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Play Just it, go yeah. big or go Play home. It, yeah. <laughs> Then she went on to confess to elaborate images of red cats, black dogs, yellow birds, and a quote-unquote black man who wanted her to sign his book. She went on to say, uh, your reaction, we should record this. She went on to say that she signed the book and stated there were other witches that desired destroying the Puritans, and boom, they were put in jail, and just like that, paranoia spread. Uh-huh, yes, Absolutely. This caused accusations to fly. Basically, if you didn't like a bitch, witchcraft. Witchcraft. That's it. And that's what started to happen. Martha Corey, a member of the church, was one that concerned the community because if she could be, she was, uh, someone said she was a witch. So if this godly woman was accused of being a witch, then anyone could be a witch at this point. Dorothy Good, the four-year-old daughter, four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good, one of the original three, was accused of witchcraft. And because her answers were so innocent and confusing, her confused answers made it clear she's a witch. Mm -hmm. Not a toddler. Exactly. A witch. A witch. 
This yeah. only got worse as time went on. Dozens of people started mm-hmm. being accused of witchcraft. Then the courts got involved and the trials began. Mm-hmm. The first case was Bridget Bishop, a gossipy and promiscuous older Ooh, woman. She older sounds fun. Woman. So uh, any of us. <laughs> <laughs> she was accused of witchcraft and she denied it, saying, quote, I am as innocent as the child unborn, end quote. Oh. She was found guilty. <clears throat> nope. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And on June 10th, 1692 was the first person to be hanged for witchcraft <gasps> at the famous Gallows Hill. So, so she's hanged, burned. not burned. Hang, yes. Molly, okay. did you go to Gallows Hill on your tour? I do, uh, yeah, on my non-witch tour? No. Yeah. <laughs> Five days later, Minister uh, Cotton Mather, who's very famous yes. in these stories, right? Yep, I know that name. He's noted as being very respected over time. He wrote a letter asking the court to not allow spectral evidence in the trials. Oh. Do you know what that is? Like, like speculation. Uh, like not proof. So uh, that's what I thought too. Like he said, she said type thing. Yeah, but it's not that. Really, it's it's spectral. <laughs> spectral. Spectral evidence is a testimony about when someone goes on the stand and, t- and gives a testimony about dreams and visions they have. Oh. Right. Re- and his request was ignored. Oh. Because he was saying this is not okay. You should not allow people to take the stand. They can make anything up. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a dream that. I yeah. had a vision right. that. He was ignored and five more people were hanged in July. In August, um, five more were hanged again. And in September of that year, eight more were hanged. Jeez. All women, unfortunately. It's not. No, it's actually, that's another misconception. It was men too. Really? Really? Yes. Yes. I love your reaction. But this is all accusatory. Like, I got exactly. mad at you. Yes. So, well, guess what? Exactly. You're a witch. I, I want agree. your land. Yeah. yeah exactly. <sighs> On October 3rd of that year, Cotton Mather's son, his name was Increase Mather. Increase? Increase. Spell it. Like, you would spell the word increase. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. Opposite of decrease. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, Increase Mather denounced also, like his father, the use of spectral evidence. He stated, quote, it were better that 10 suspected witches should escape than one innocent person be condemned. Yeah. Right? End quote. Well, would you would think that the people would realize their madness, but it wasn't until hmm, the governor's own wife was accused of witchcraft. <gasps> ah, that's the pro- uh-huh. And that's what caused them to prohibit further arrests. Tricky politicians. Ugh. Many, many accused witches were all released after this, and the rules and laws, whatever, were changed. Spectral evidence was out. Mm. hmm So I wonder how many of those witches would have, not witches, women. women. And men. <laughs> and men. Thank you. And Thank men you. would have lived if that was already in place. Like, how many of Because them... what proof would they have other right. than... No, there's no proof. There's no proof. Well, I'm going to tell you the... Let me. I'm going to tell you in a second okay. how they would try to prove. I keep. I, I wrote in my notes by May 1963. It's 1663. 1963. Governor, I know. I, I did that. <laughs> so Governor Phipps pardoned all who were in prison on witchcraft charges. Oh, good. In total, 19 were hanged on Gallows Hill. <gasps> so here's a couple. A man at 71 years old. Aww. No, this is. He wasn't hanged. He was pressed to death. <gasps> what is that? My God. With heavy stones. I'm going to let your imagination uh, take you there. Just kept this is what James stuff. was watching before he did like, last night like on YouTube. Like different ways people die. And it was boiling <laughs> and stretching and something else. And I was like, I want to go to sleep. This is not, not what this. I want to watch. What, is this on the Discovery Channel? This is on YouTube. Oh, that's worse. Um, oh, pressed to death with heavy... Okay. Many people died in jail and almost 200 people were accused of practicing wow. the devil's magic. So did anybody get off? Like, okay, well, you're not guilty or are they all guilty? I mean, how would you prove innocence? Uh. Years later, many involved, like years later, many involved 
publicly confess their error and guilt. <gasps> and in 1702, so like 10 years later, the court declared that the trials were unlawful. Mm. Yeah. Those accused had their full rights and good name back. Not until 1711, though, after a bill Ugh. was passed stating so. But it wasn't until 250 years later in 1957, the actual 19. That the state of Massachusetts formally apologized for oh. the events of the Salem Witch Trials of 1692. Sure. Wow. Time. Now, here's some fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> First fun fact, no one was burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So I mm-hmm. wonder how that started. I know. Urban legend. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. more, it's more uh, well, flamboyant, it's, yes. if you will, you know. Next one. Most accusers, not accused, most people accusing of rich, witchcraft were girls under 20 years old. Well, think about the hormones and the... End to end, I want to share how the accused were tested to see if they were witches. Enter. (laughs) How many of us would fail? Yeah. Oh, you're going to see. Is there a test? Yeah. The witch tests. So here they are. And this is... Okay. Eight questions or eight? How many do you get tests? If you fail one, you fail. Oh. I don't even get a chance. (laughs) I know. This is a record of the different witch tests that were performed. Number one, incantation test. The accused needed to verbally order the devil to leave the afflicted victim, who they were, you know, doing witchcraft on, supposedly. And if the victim was cured, then that's it. She's a witch. If you were able to order the devil to leave and that person stopped being ailed, Hmm. then you're you're damn sure a witch. That should be like your get out of free card. Is if like I condemn the devil out of you and the devil leaves, then like congratulations, we all win. There was no win. Let me be a witch. Exactly. (laughs) I made the devil leave you, but not. I mean, I could leave the devil in you and prove that I'm not a witch. Which do which which you prefer here? Which 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 (laughs) witch? There was no way to pass these tests. No, it was impossible. All right, that was number one. Number two, prayer test. The accused were made to recite the Lord's Prayer or a selection of scripture from memory. If they made an error, error, they were a witch. Like said one word wrong? Yep. One, <laughs> one word, yes. Oh I would have failed. Number okay. three, pricking test. The accused were poked and scratched by their alleged victims until they bled. If the victim's afflictions were relieved after basically torturing the accused, that was proof you're a witch. This is giving so much power to the accusers. Yes. Because they could just fake, I mean, they're faking all of us, obviously. Yes. Number four, skin test. Any appearance, and we would all feel this one, moles, freckles, birthmarks, (gasps) scars. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Extra nipples were proof (gasps) of contact with the devil. How do you prove that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) to that point, there was a lot of really disgusting behaviors happening where women were stripped naked to examine their bodies. (gasps) Yeah, I know. Um, next one, swimming test or dunking test, if oh you will. Acute, there was no way to win this one. Accused witches were bound at the wrists and ankles and dropped in a body of water. If they floated, they were guilty of a witchcraft. If they sank, they were innocent, but then they were drowned anyway. I just watched something on Netflix. I can't remember it now. <gasps> or no, it was a book I read. Oh, <laughs> but in my mind, it was Netflix because uh-huh. I just saw Same. it clearly. But they did that to his mom. It was fake, though. <gasps> but I mean, Netflix. if you float, that just means you have... A layer of fat on you. Like, and it you're mean still you're dead either way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, next one. Touch test. The accused witch would touch their victims. If the victims felt pain, don't touch me, <laughs> the witch was proven guilty. Oh, my goodness. I mean, imagine the just. And, and it's like a 12 year olds like, that are yeah. right. being like, oh, you're touching me. Yeah, yeah. Ow. Uh, next one, the weight test. <laughs> I would feel that. <laughs> 
Witches were supposedly very light, so courts tried to weigh them against the weight oh of the Bible. <laughs> when the accused what did weigh mean? more than the book, the court simply issued another test to find their, them guilty anyway. Is this like a Bible at a church, like a massive? I would assume. Jeez. And then the last one, the witch cake test. If a witch made a cake with her urine and fed it to a dog. Oh, God, I was going to say I could win this one because I'm a really good baker. Never <laughs> yeah, mind. No. Never mind. The urine of a dog. <laughs> yeah. If you, no, if you, with your, her oh. urine and fed it to oh. a dog, <gasps> the dog would supposedly have adverse effects and you're a witch. Never mind. I don't Okay. Want to exactly. Either. And that's my story. Jeez <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so the conclusion of that is we're all witches. Yeah. We're, seriously. We would fail every one of those tests. Oh my God. No, I don't float. I sink. Funny but you would die, so you would... I would die. I would die. Too bad, so sad. So you lose one way or another. Well, Moral of the story. All right, campfire Yikes. stories. Let's move on. I'm going to vote Amy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amy's up. Yay. Mine is also a little long. That's okay. Take as much so, time as you need. Mine is called Clearwater Monster. Ooh. So I want to start with swimming in the Gulf of Mexico, yay or nay. Joanne, I know your answer. <laughs> if I can see my toes, I'm okay. I, Even, ugh, I still don't yeah. love it, though. No. I have no issue as long as and not past, like, my chest. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I okay. I agree. Absolutely not. Okay, so I'm going to bring you back oh. to 1948. Oh, 19. where were you? <laughs> <laughs> it was the year 1948, and the rotary dial phone was ringing oh. in the early morning hours of the Clearwater Beach police chief. Oh, this is a little, a little closer. It is closer, yeah. yes. The police chief answered to a caller stating he just saw something unusual on the beach, and he should come quick. <gasps> When the police chief arrived, he found large footprints in the sand, and rumors quickly circulated that a monster was on the loose. Mm. Oh. The footprints were three-toed and measured 14 inches long, were planted Jesus. deep into the wet sand along in a line. The footprints were like dinosaur tracks and appeared to have claw marks. Ooh. So, so like, like visually, yes, like visually like this. Ugh. They were analyzed by locals and news and eventually reached the city of New York. So back in 1948, wow. you know this was big, big if it's yeah. reaching the city of New York. Yeah. And it reached a famous zoologist named Ivan Sanderson. Okay. He was known for creating the term cryptozoology. Do you yes. know what that is? Yeah, study cryptids. What? What? Crypt- <laughs> is that not true? Well, cryptids, cryptids are any unknown yes, beasts. Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly what you? it is. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's cryptids. what it was. Cryptids. It is. It's the search for creatures that haven't been discovered or recognized by science. So, for instance. Like the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster and. Bigfoot. The Abominable Snowman. Bigfoot. Ooh, I didn't think of him. Him and Bigfoot. So, there all of these would be considered. And this was, I was sharing this with my husband last night, and he's a true believer in Bigfoot. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Really? Oh, <laughs> yes. another story I think for another Yes. Men, I believe in mountain men that look like him. Do you think? Yes, that have like that sworn off like, society and like live up in the mountains. That and, look like Amy's and, husband? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that look like him. That look like Bigfoot. Hey, Bigfoot. <laughs> Sorry, not Dave. <laughs> okay. So these odd footprints were so strange that the fancy New York science zoologist couldn't even figure them out. So he was stumped with it as well. Um, analysts thought the prints were from a prehistoric two-legged creature that came from the water and onto land, walked what? around for about two miles, what? and returned <gasps> to his home in the Gulf of what? Mexico. What? Come on. The like press freaking me out. The press called this the clear water monster. So after some times, news calmed down, and mm-hmm. then a few weeks later, he reappeared. <gasps> oh. Apparently walked around to a lifeguard stand that was pushed over. 
So did the monster do this? Was it a coincidence? No one knows. Mm-hmm. And lifeguard stands are like big. Yeah, like, they're tall. They're very huge. Yes. I mean, I don't know how they were last, like, not last year, 1948. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm imagining they're probably very yeah. similar. Um, he eventually also made his way from Clearwater to Indian Rocks Beach, mm-hmm. which is six miles from where they were first discovered. Okay. And then another time at Honeymoon Island. Over the next year, the three towed tracks would appear in Sarasota County, what? as well as Courtney Campbell Causeway in St. Oh, yeah. Pete. Oh, jeez. I don't know where any of this That's is. That's the bridge. I Courtney know where is the bridge. Um, in October of 1948, a string of 240 footprints was found along the banks of the Suwannee River in Old Town, Florida. So where this is, is 150 miles north of Clearwater mm-hmm. and almost 40 miles inland yeah. from the Gulf. Oh, the newspaper reported at the time, it appears that Old Ugly really gets around. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, the was Old funny. Three Toads, so now he has all these nicknames, was a monster known as a local celebrity. Every new appearance, the local newspe- newspapers would announce he's loose again. People what? said it was a giant sea turtle. Others oh. stated it was an immense crocodile or perhaps a bear. One of the cast footprints was sent to the Smithsonian for identification. Uh-huh. As far as sightings, a pair of locals in a boat reported seeing a giant 15-foot bird-like creature floating mm. in the water just offshore of Dunedin. I don't know if oh, I'm Dunedin. 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 Dunedin, I think. 15 feet? 15 feet, God. Dunedin. My husband's going to make fun of me for saying that because he was trying to practice with me. <laughs> Another couple from Milwaukee told the police that they encountered a large hairy animal with a head like a rhinoceros what? that was resting on the shore of Tarpon Springs and waddled its way into the Gulf when it saw them. Some students also reported, I'm sorry, some student pilots reported seeing a large animal in the water that looked like a furry log with a head like a wild boar. <laughs> And one Clearwater resident called the police chief explaining that he hadn't, I'm sorry, he had been parked at the beach with a girl. Of course. Uh When they had seen a large animal spouting water in the Gulf. (gasps) And he wanted to borrow a high-powered rifle so that he could shoot it. Oh, Oh, okay. So obviously, like, Florida has not changed, if you were interested. Right. (laughs) Now, back to Ivan, who I mentioned earlier, the zoologist. He had evidence. He knew what it was. (gasps) His evidence was overwhelming. The death of the prince indicated to him that whatever had made it was very heavy and the stride length meant that it must have been very tall. Hmm. The tracks, he concluded, could not possibly have been man-made. And besides, he pointed out, he had seen the monster himself. Oh. That's right. He saw a large, yellowish, bird-like animal with paddles wallowing in the river on one of his trips. Big bird. I even (laughs) said the strange bird-like creature must have been around 12 feet tall and weighing several hundred pounds. Wow. Speculating that the imprint is, in fact, very much like a vast penguin. What? (laughs) What? The three-toed prince, a.k.a. Clearwater Monster, a.k.a. Big Ass Penguin, continued to turn up every once in a while for a few years. But the footprints stopped in 1958 and were never seen again. Are you serious? Because the person who made them died in 1958. So, do you want the truth? (laughs) Oh, there's more? There's, I have a crack in the case. Yes. 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 So, 30 years later, a man, uh, you have to count. 70? (laughs) <laughs> She's not good at math. <laughs> Tony Sigorini, Sig- Sigonori 
told his story to the St. Petersburg Times and told his dirty little <gasps> secret. Stop. I knew it! He was the Clearwater Monster. <sighs> Tony worked in an auto shop, and one day after talking to his boss, Al Williams, that they could pull a practical joke. <laughs> oh. You see, they were pranksters. Yep. They created a plaster mold of a giant three-toed <laughs> footed footprint wow. that looked vaguely Stop. like dinosaur tracks they had seen in a magazine. Why? So I just want you to picture this. Like, two... Older men mm-hmm. just in a garage mm-hmm. looking at magazines because I mean they didn't have they TV do. back then. Wow, this 100 sounds like something James would do. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> who is a mechanic? This sounds like my husband. 100. Yeah. So they created. They first created it with cement, but they found it wasn't heavy enough, which is interesting because remember how they said down. like it was deep enough that no man could do this. Yes. yes. So then they decided to Hold make it beer. with lead. <laughs> lead. And oh that God. ended up being 30 pounds each. Oh my so God. So each footprint was 30. So it's two guys, though. <coughs> Tony practiced and was able to make an impression along with a long stride if he stood on one foot and swung his other leg to build what? some momentum. Yes. Then jumped ahead to land on one foot, which also <laughs> helped him stamp the footprint nice and deep. And like I said, like this is what really threw off the zoologist yeah. because the... of how long the stride was and how yeah. deep the footprint was. <laughs> oh Al gosh. and Tony would do their work at night, moving offshore in a rowboat, a rowboat and then Tony would take his fake feet and wade from the shallow water onto the wet sand. Al would follow Uh, along in the water in his little rowboat. And when Tony was too tired from swinging the heavy load, he would walk back into the water. Two miles? Did you say it was two miles? Uh, Some of the things that they were walking. So Tony died in 2012 at the age of 91. And his son Jeff inherited the monster feet. (laughs) Several local muse- museums have offered to buy them, but they just said no. They want to keep them in the family. That's I would too. hilarious. That's oh amazing. my gosh! So now, when you go swimming, that's nope. amazing. Oh my think so about. all these people that are like, I totally saw it. Yes. Are completely full of garbage. Going back to the witches. Yeah. People lie. Yes. People <laughs> yes. Amy, that was amazing. That was awesome. That. That's creepy. Yeah. And yeah. I agree about that. I don't one. think we should tell James. I think we should not give James any ideas. No. Don't. I can see no. him doing that. 100%. Look what I made. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look what I fashioned out of lead. <sighs> the workout. Let's go to the beach real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. But you never want to go to the yeah. beach. Why all of a sudden interest? I know. All right, Molly, you ready? Sure. Get it, girl. Molly's going right. to tell her first story so today. So my first story, um, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I'm very proud to be from that city. If you've talked to me for more than five minutes, you probably know that about mm-hmm. me. Pittsburgh has lots and lots of history. Some of it is very creepy. But full disclosure, as I said earlier, I lean more towards Joanna than Carmen with the creepy mm. things. <laughs> I don't like the creepy things. I always wish for the stories on here to be fiction rather than truth. Yeah. I don't like being scared or spicy food. <laughs> um, so, okay, my first story and the creepier of my two. In the 1960s, my dad was working for a local power company as a surveyor. So he started at this company. He ended up retiring from there, which was really cool. But one day, he and his coworker were out at a site in a rural area. They knew they were in the vicinity of a well-known like local psychiatric hospital. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. And this was like, I heard stories about this growing up, this Ew. place. Oh, it had different parts. There was a children's facility, mental health section, and a women's section. The reputation in town was that this place was quote-unquote, a place of sorrow. Oh, I don't like that. I know. It sounds sad, doesn't it? It does. And you can see it from the highway. Like, we would always see it driving and be like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's that place. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you didn't talk about it. But this was before all that. Mm -hmm. So when I was researching about it, I found this quote that describes the inmates that live there. Oh. Poor wrecks of humanity they are. Some mental, some physical, some moral wrecks. Stranded. At last, dependent upon the city for enough to keep a miserable broken body and a poor shrunken soul together. Oh. 
That doesn't sound like a brochure that you want to be like, come hang out with us. I know. We'll fix you. Jeez. Anyhow, so my dad and his co-worker are outside surveying the land. And this man comes up to them in a white doctor coat, starts making conversation with him about what they're doing. He's personable. He's chatty. He leaves after a few minutes. A little while later, several frantic men wearing scrubs come out and ask my dad and his co-worker if they've seen anyone. They told about this doctor they had chatted with. The men wearing scrubs wore panic on their faces, at which point my dad realized that the doctor was in fact one of the patients. <gasps> oh no. And was not supposed to be outside no. fraternizing with them. Oh my, my dad gosh. and his coworker promptly packed up their materials yes. and left. Wow. So they got to visit with like a patient who oh. was definitely not supposed to be there. What is that facility? My hands are sweating. <laughs> it, so I did a lot of research about it. It was in it was it started in like the mid nineteen hundreds and they had different sections for different people. Then late 1900s, which is like my high school, like 80s, 90s, I graduated in 99, it was like in disrepair and stuff and it mm-hmm. wasn't great. And then it closed early 2000s, but one of the catalysts for it closing was two patients that had been patients there, had left to go to other facilities and both died under <gasps> like weird, weird circumstances. Yeah. So it ended up closing completely. Some <sighs> The buildings still exist. They had a coal mine at the facility. Wow. So a coal company bought it. Mm. But it's just, it's one of those places like, you know how in your hometown you drive around and you're always like, um, so that over there, let me tell you about it. Yeah. Do you like, have the name of that this was, place? Mm-hmm, it's called Mayfield. Oh, it's I Mayfield or Mayview. I can't remember which one it is. I Google. need to see what the. I need to see. What there's stuff. a lot of like brick buildings, yeah. but then there's also like the creepy pictures on like the asylum. That's websites. what I need to see. Yeah, they. Oh man. I didn't oh gosh. Like those. Molly. Wow. <laughs> wow. And now I'm not gonna sleep tonight. No. So. no you're <laughs> okay. at, least, at least it wasn't like a ghost. Yes. Because that's what I thought was or going. Or was it? Or was Maybe. it? Oh. How did he get the doctor's coats? I know. And, how, and when was this? What year was this? My dad worked, started working for that company in the mid-1960s. Okay. They didn't have me for a while. But I remember when I was a kid, him telling me this. And I can remember my mom, like, shushing him. Like, no, no, it's fine. No. Just talk about it. Talk about your children. <laughs> I need to know. Wow. How did yeah. you get that doctor's coat? I know. Oh, I don't like that at all. There's a lot of questions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good job, Molly. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm nervous. <laughs> Um, Joanna. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Well, I, my, what do you got? Mine is from my state of yeah. Michigan. Michigan. Um, there is a city in Michigan called Hell, Michigan. Ooh. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. That's the name of the city? H- yeah. The name Stop of the it city. right now. I thought that was like a fake no. name. And there's always been jokes like, oh, when hell freezes over. Like, there's And you're like, it does. It hell. freezes. <laughs> hell, Michigan. It does freeze. And they have runs. Like, Holy. I ran through hell. Like, you... That's so oh. fun. So they capitalize on the marketing. Yeah, I like definitely. it. Definitely. So show us on your mitten hand where it is. Oh, the mitten. Look right it's here. It's, it's in the bottom. bottom. In the palm, right in the bottom. Yes. Okay. Whew, I'm like oh. sweating. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, nervous. So in the, the the township is called um, L. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyways, so there is a bridge in Hell's Michigan, in Hell, Michigan, and it is a popular urban legend if you are in Michigan, mm-hmm. and it is a story of. A demon possessed Ooh. child killer. What? Oh, child what? Oh, it got worse the more worse. Killer. I know the more I said. I know, like, <laughs> I was about the demon possessed. <laughs> a demon possessed child killer. Okay. And this is a very short story, so we'll that's okay. <laughs> it is a legend um, of a man named Elias Frisk. Elias Frisk. Frisk. Yes. He murdered seven children, <gasps> blaming it on a demon. Mm. According to the story. He threw their bodies into a stream where there's a bridge located, and paranormal teams around the area have looked into this legend. 
many of them claiming to have an experience oh. at this location. Oh. Wow. Some team members feel that there's nothing there and the haunting is exaggerated, mm -hmm. while others are convinced the area is rampant <gasps> with paranormal activity, Ooh. and they can hear the screams. No. Let's go. Of the murdered Absolutely children. not. Um, they say that the bridge... People will not go there at night. 100%. They can hear. Absolutely. I would drive around. Yep. Yeah. And it was funny because I was telling you how they lured the children that he pied pipered them. What, what? does that mean? When somebody, like, like the pied yes, piper, he plays a flute yeah, and people follow behind that's him. That's the legend. I mean, they don't know if it's true. They can, they've never really found this man, but that wow. was the. Like, is that where the pied piper Maybe. Like comes from, or he, did he do it after? Uh, <laughs> seven children, and he tied them to a tree, Aww. and then threw them have in. you driven over this bridge? No. Oh no, it's like a little walkway bridge. Oh, not so it's like not a, a driving, driving bridge. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. If you're from Hell, Michigan, write us a story. Yeah. Yikes. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I don't. Oh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Amy and I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, speaking of Amy. Amy, what do you got for us? I next? have one more. Hold on, Joanna. That was intense. It was amazing. Thank you. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like when children are involved. I know. Of well, course, I no, none of us do. I yeah. asked you. No. I'm like, should I say it? And you're like, just do it. Just but it's do the it. haunting but also of the bridge. The haunting. But the Pied Piper thing. Like, we're all moms. Our kids aren't following anybody. I know. know. They're not gonna follow like, directions. What is wrong with kids back then? <laughs> what is wrong with kids? And no child needs a adult's help any in, in any scenario. <laughs> they no. are fiercely independent. They can fiercely. do everything on their own. Yeah. Okay. All right, Aim. You're up. So this story I heard. I remember we grew up in the '90s. This was like I remember from my childhood and oh. it still affects me today <gasps> so i want you to think when you are sleeping are you the person that you don't care if body parts are hanging off the bed nope. Are you like it has to? I be. am cocooned and all that is exposed is yeah. my eyes. I don't like when my body parts hang off the bed. Okay. I it freaks me out. Okay. What do you I or you just I, don't care? I have a fear of falling off the bed but oh. not a fear of something getting me. But when i was little I was like scared of things that in the dark when yeah. I was in my bed. I remember I had like you know the twin bed and I was. Mm -hmm. Someone was gonna come and grab you. I, I mean, jumped yeah. from my door to my bed. And all oh, those movies of the under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays under the bed is so small you can't fit under there. <laughs> I, I remember just, checking under my bed before yeah, I yeah. Sleep. Oh yeah. Like looking. Oh, my daughter sure. makes me check her closet. Oh. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, it's inter interesting. So anyway, so this is an old story which it, it's not even from the 90s it goes mm -hmm. back it's called the licked hand ew <laughs> licked like uh, like Wait, i licked my hand it is very i mean i talked to some people and they know it and then Oof. like i talked to my husband and he's like i've never heard of this and you're crazy i haven't heard of this title but okay i'm okay. interested a very young girl is home alone for the first time with only her dog for company listening to the news she hears of a serial killer oh jeez and he is on the loose in her small town. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so opening scene. Terrified, she locks all the doors and windows, but she forgets <gasps> the basement window. Oh. It's always left unlocked. Always. Oh. Yeah, or broken. Or broken. So she goes to bed, taking her dog to her room with her and letting it sleep under her bed. She wakes in the morning. I'm sorry. She wakes in the night to hear a drip, drip, drip no. sound coming no. from the bathroom. Oh. The dripping noise frightens her, but she is too scared to get out of bed and to find out what it is. Mm -hmm. The blanket protects To reassure you. herself, mm -hmm. she reaches her hand no, toward the floor <laughs> for the dog and is reassured, or I'm sorry, is rewarded by her re by the dog's reassuring lick on her hand. Oh. oh. This continues for a few more times throughout the night. 
The next morning when she wakes, she goes to the bathroom for a drink of water, only to find her dead, mutilated dog <gasps> hanging in the shower oh. with his blood slowly I don't like drip, that. Oh my drip, God. drip onto the tiles. Amy. On the shower wall, written in the dog's blood, are the words, humans can lick too. <laughs> This is actually a very popular urban legend. So I was able to find that this dates back more than a century. Um, So I know Snoops is probably like not the best to find Mm -hmm. accurate information. But Snoops found that a similar story from an Englishman's diary entry from 1871. And in the diary, he had a similar uh, story where he heard a party of a man whose wife woke him up in the middle of the night to... Uh, investigate because there, someone broke into their house and she thought it was the dog and it ended up not being the dog oh. and he felt the dog licking his hand and mm. in the morning everything was gone and the dog wasn't there. Wow. So and then Ooh. in 1919 the diary of Mr. Pointer by M.R. James was also supposedly he took the story from 1871 mm. and also wrote something similar for it. Wow. And that is a story that Ooh. has been told along the campfires. I've told, I've heard it with that the baby. She was the babysitter. Yes, there I've is. There's different scenarios. I was there was one <sighs> of an old woman who couldn't see, and so there's different variations of it. Oh my gosh, that's. Like, but it yeah. always usually ends the same. But that's the thing. So many people have dogs that lick your hand in the middle of the uh-huh. night, and that's why it messes with your head. So, Ugh. good night, everyone. It's Lola. Or your cat. <laughs> no, thank you. Or your cat. Cats are rough, so you don't have to put sandpaper yes. on Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. I don't like that. All right. Well, Molly. <clears throat> well, they're good. We're going to end on a less creepy note. Yes, there so, we go. So, Molly, you're going to finish us out. Give okay. us your last campfire story. So, it's about camping. Well, oh, kind of. Okay. So, growing up, my family, like I said, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and we used to go camping at this lake. A bunch. We had a camper that was there. We would go up in the summer for weeks and go up for weekends. So we had traditions with places that we would eat and we would visit. So there was this awesome local mom and pop diner that had the best cinnamon rolls. That was the thing. That was the (laughs) best cinnamon rolls there. So one of the times we went, we were in the the 80s. My dad took a picture of me and my sister and my mom outside the front door. So my dad loved photography and was super good at it. So he set the shot up so he can be seen in the reflection of the door. So I'm showing the photo. So we're looking at, hold on, we're looking at this picture and it's a beautiful family shot and it's very... Clearly in the 80s. Very 80s, early 90s, right? Everyone has bangs in the picture. Yes. Um, The restaurant has like wood paneling and we see the word restaurant and you see mom, Molly, her sister, and then you see dad's reflection in the glass of the door of the restaurant. Yes. And you can put this camera too. Holding the camera. So he took this picture um, and he's in there. It's always been one of my absolute favorite family photos that we've always had. My sweet dad passed away in 2011, and we all miss him desperately. Mm-hmm. So my mom, my sister, and the kids, we've all been taking a yearly trip to Pittsburgh. We go be tourists. We do all the things, and we visit family and friends. So in 2018, we went back to that same area to camp where we were camping. We didn't camp. Um, <laughs> you just we stayed in a hotel. And we went to that same restaurant for breakfast. Cinnamon rolls, same as we remember, <laughs> which was very exciting. So when we were leaving, we asked a guy in the parking lot to take a family picture out in front, in front of the same door. He did. He handed the, the phone back to me, and we loaded up in our car. Before we left for the next location, I pulled the picture up on my phone just to make sure it turned out. And it's in the picture, in the part where my dad was standing, there's a sun flare in the picture. Stop. So it's in yes, the same spot oh, where no. he would have been yeah. with the picture. 
So we wow. like to think it was my dad showing up to say hello to oh, all of yes. us. Um, he also sends us double yolk eggs. So my mom will get them and send a picture to my sister and I. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when Carmen and Joanna texted Amy and I about being on the podcast, I was in the midst of making French toast. So I saw the text come through, but I didn't respond yeah, to it because stop. I was in the midst of cooking. Then And I started thinking about, oh my gosh, like what creepy stories do I have? Because they don't like creepy things. And I thought of my dad with that surveying story. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's what I should tell. And the next egg I cracked had a double yolk. Stop it. And I was like, okay, so he's good with me telling Yes. So this picture, to explain, the one that was what year? This was 2018. So it's me and my mom and my sister Uh with our kids. Same wood paneling. Same door. Same restaurant. And on the left of the picture, on the side of the family, is a huge, bright Mm -hmm. glare going up and down. Yeah, like a sunset. Wow. So it's just neat. And it's, you know, the people that we loved and lost still show up in ways for us. And... It can be creepy, but in a nice way, which that's fits my personality cool. a little better. <laughs> that's really cool, though. So I think that's neat. Thank yes. you. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Isn't that neat? Woo. So the double yolk egg gets me every time. Yeah. That was him that. saying, sure, go ahead, baby. Yeah, but you it was so it. funny when it happened. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's so awesome. funny. The it, timing. It did your dad, like, what's the story behind the double yolks? I th- he used to get real, his thing was French toast. Okay. That was, like, one of his signature dishes. His secret is malt. Malt. Oh. You put oh. malt powder in them. Now I'm telling you all the secret. (laughs) Um, But he would make French toast for us. That was his thing. And I think he just would get a kick out of double yolks. But like my mom will get... And it's funny because we get them like certain times that are... Relevant. Like when there's big decisions coming up or oh, stuff, wow. and we're like, it's I interesting because we're like, yeah, me I usually don't, and it's funny because I have a friend with chickens. Thank you, Angie. Um, and I've gotten them from her, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So it's neat. Yeah, doesn't usually happen. So that's what makes it kind of yeah. all the more unique when it does. Okay. I love that so, you have like that. You have that. You yeah. Have mom it's really cool. Sister. Yeah. That's amazing. It is neat. Wow. Well, this was awesome, <laughs> yeah. guys. And Thanks creepy. for having us. <laughs> yes, this was so. I fun. feel like Molly's ending was when I would watch scary movies when I was younger. I'm going to have to watch cartoons <laughs> after, like, Scooby-Doo So I was, like, the something. palate cleanser. So, yet you, you were, like, the person of... That nice little palate yeah. cleanser at the end when you put, like, yes. an, episode, an episode of The Office on or, like, uh-huh. 30 Rock when you're, like, I just need to laugh for half an hour yeah. Yeah. and then go to sleep. That's... Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, so thank fun. you. Intern Amy. <laughs> How long are you going to go unpaid? Because <laughs> we need you. <laughs> I have been researching more Florida Man stories. Thank you. And I have. I appreciate that. There you go. I feel like with the hurricane, we have probably an abundance for a while. Oh, gosh. Have you seen, like, I love the news reports where the reporters are there on scene of a devastation and then yes. some, like, naked man's in the background? Yeah. <laughs> Did yes. I send that to you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, come in on. The I dropped them off. But right? you know what? Yeah. Maybe you just need that laugh in that moment as That's well, true. too. Because yeah. the reaction of the news ca- casters is the best part of that. Or one. the mm-hmm. news reporter that put a condom yes. on, on her microphone. microphone. <laughs> well, she said she does it all the time and like it's, it's like not... you can see the tip yeah. but like <laughs> so why though for the wind dry. and the oh. wind like the if, if we were outside we can put a, a magnum on this clearly <laughs> yeah like <laughs> super size I, I don't know oh okay joanna oh your cuss count it was only eight but then amy contributed to that was that our High mutual five. no yeah like 20 oh, oh. Okay. But she didn't talk a lot either. That's true. So she shared. So like, if, I feel like if you figure out the percentage, it's probably accurate. Yeah. Oh, okay. You and your math. Get the statistics out here. I will. Then Molly's going to do the work yes, for me. I will figure them out. <laughs> the averages. All right, Amy, where can you find our show? You can, oh gosh, you can find us because <laughs> so I'm me. intern Amy. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at live, laugh, murder yes. podcast. There you go. There you Molly, go. what's our email? <laughs> Live, laugh, murder, pod. Yes, girl. at gmail.com. Joanna, what's yes. nope. our nope. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, like, I'm taking a break. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is my day off. Well, thank you. 
Molly. Yes. Thank you, so Amy. Fun. Thank you, Joanna. <laughs> and thank you to you guys for joining us on our 20th episode, Campfire Stories. That's so cool. It's on 20. So remember, guys, you're going to say it with me or do you want to say it? No, I want us to say it together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> remember to live, live laugh, laugh, but never murder. murder. <laughs> Bye. Peace. We love you. We love you.